This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Let's get 38 goals. Shoot the puck. I mean, you know, we can't we can go into every game. We need you to shoot the puck, okay. But when the chance is there, you got to shoot the puck. You can't be looking for it. And this is where this team gets itself in trouble, when we're looking to make that extra play that's there instead of putting on the net. That's why the shot totals are down, the goals four are down, and that's exactly what's wrong. We look for the extra play, and we're trying to pound that out of their heads. That it, it, the more, Shots create scrambles. Bad passes are deflected, and now you're defending. So do you want to create an offensive scramble, or do you want to chase the game going that way? So we got there's got to be a lot more commitment from all of them to shoot, but it's especially Mark. He's got a great shot. He's got a great release. If it's there, don't look for the next play. The next play is should be a shot on that. The coaching for uh, Rick Bonus, Scott O'Neill, and the rest of the coaching staff of the Winnipeg Jets, far from over with uh, eight games left in the season. Game number 75 tonight against the San Jose Sharks, the Winnipeg Jets. And, uh, I mean, I you know, like, this has just been what we've been getting from Rick Bonus over the last little bit, some honesty, uh, trying to pound it into these guys' heads, uh, his team, um, that they got to put the puck on net, they got to shoot. And people who are role players on this team, guys who are on this team to shoot the puck and create offense and score, and guys who are supposed to enter the zone and, and create offense and create room and space. Um, and we'll hear from him uh, speaking about 27. Of course, there were some line changes. Vladislav Nemestikov and Nick Ehlers uh, swapping spots. We'll get into that uh, as the show goes on. But this is Rick Bonus telling these guys uh, and this team. And and basically, I mean, he's not saying anything to, to uh, you know, in, in, in these post-practice availabilities that he's not telling the team. That's for sure. But uh, this is just what we've come to expect from Bonus. He's not going to – he's not pulling any punches. And I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure when he's when he's – Speaking in the post game, I mean, in the post practice availability, he might be, he's probably pulling punches there, but maybe behind uh, some, some closed doors. And when the, when the doors are shut, probably a lot more stern and I'll leave it. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. So um, lots of stuff from coach bonus. And I thought we saw that uh, at the end of the game in Los Angeles, where he threw his hands up and when they have their goalie pulled, they, Ehlers has the puck, he dumps it in. Nobody goes and gets it or four checks and it ends up in the back of the net. And he's just like, so, I mean, frustration has clearly set in. It's been a rough two months. It's been an, an enormously rough three weeks. We talked about Mark Scheifele extensively. Um, we'll get into the lineup and everything else Rick Bonus had to say um, after our, our first guest. But maybe we should ask our first guest about what he would do if a coach was saying this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we bring, uh, bring on television color analyst uh, with the San Jose Sharks, uh, Brett Hennigan, with us right now. Hey, Brett, how you doing? Good. Hey, Cam. Hey, uh, hey, Jim. Nice to, nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks oh, for pleasure. joining us. I, I guess we shouldn't do this to you, but if, if your coach talked about you like Rick Bonus just talked about the Jets, I know we're going to talk Sharks with you, but um, what do you make of that as a former player? I, I, like, I like hearing it, and it's, it's, it's amazing how when you look at the, the top teams in the NHL, let, let's call the top 10, the top third uh, teams in the NHL, and then there's the other 20, and, and then you guys still got these other five that are – or six, excuse me, that are in the playoff scenario. But my point for what Rick Bonus is talking about is, you know, it's, I always call it plan B. You know, there's plan A and then there's plan B. Plan A is what he's talking about, is you get this shot, you know that the shot's there, you're already anticipating that puck coming to you, and you're already anticipating getting it to the net. 
And then all of a sudden you get plan B thinking rolling in your head where you get the puck and now you're dusting it off a little bit. You're looking for that plan B or that extra pass. It's not there. And I think it's a mindset of the top teams in the NHL that have shoot first, ask questions later mentality. And when you get that kind of rolling in a, in a mindset of among the 20 guys on, in the roster, guys are driving to the net knowing that the puck is going to arrive there. But when guys are always plan B, you're not driving to the net as hard. You're not going there because you're uncertain of what, you know, what's going to happen with the play. And you can't win that way. And I agree with them. You have to get a mindset among a bunch of guys that can be a little more selfish, but it's not selfish. It's more of anticipating that you're going to get the puck on your stick and you're going to deliver it for somebody to reward the rush, reward the drive to the net, reward the guy that's going to pay the price in front to score the goal. So, I like I like what bonus the message he's creating. I you know watching you guys play in the Winnipeg Jets, um, I like your team. I think they're a lot like the teams that are fighting their way. They're they're Plan B orientated, and you cannot be that way uh, to win hockey games at this level. Over you know you got over a thousand games of experience uh, you know in, in in the NHL, Brett, and um, you know as as a player, and, and I and I. I, I want to ask you just as a question based on what, what we just heard from Rick Bonus and what you just said. You know, generally speaking, not specifically about the Winnipeg Jets, of course. I mean, you're the, you're the TV color analyst for the Winnipeg uh, for the for the San Jose Sharks here. Um, but I, I, how does something like that switch, like a, a flip switch? Because you, we saw the Winnipeg Jets up until about mid January, where this wasn't an issue, and all of a sudden these old habits from the previous year, which was a very disappointing year for the organization, for fans, and all that. It seems like there's been a return to those bad habits. How, how do you think something like that happens? Well, if I look back at, you know, the teams that I played on that had success and let's call it Stanley cup teams, I was on three of them, one that won the cup, but I, I think all three of those had a kind of common thread through them. One, we had not just one or two guys as good leaders. We had probably six to eight great leaders within that locker room that at any given time, you know, several of those eight leaders within the 20 or 25 guys in a roster can step up in a particular game to settle it back down. And, you know, if you're leaning on one or two guys to be your leaders all the time, you're in trouble. You need more. You need more than Shifley. You need more than Wheeler. You need more than Morrissey. You've got Brennan Dillon. I know he's a great leader in there. Um, But I, I think how you get it back on the rails and how you continue to get away from deviating from what the game plan is or what's going to give your team success is leadership. Your coach can deliver the message all he wants. And, you know, you had Paul Maurice, who I had many years in Carolina, who I loved. Um, I think he was one of the best coaches I had, you know, but you know, he, he, you know, his message was lost there in, in Winnipeg. He thought, and he took a step back. Rick bonus comes in. He's had some success this year, but now he's dealing with some of the things that, you know, Paul Maurice may have had. And then you've got to look a little deeper. How do you support the Winnipeg Jets in that locker room um, that's going to be more than those, those leaders that I've mentioned? Who else is going to step up to steady on the rudder for the Jets, particularly right now when you need a consistent game to get you guys into a nice playoff position, which it looks like you are, but secure it and then do something in the playoffs? Because I, I really like your team. I've loved it. I thought it was a team that could strike last year, maybe the year before was maybe two years ago. I mean, when you really had a team that could make a good run, it didn't happen. Um, So one, I want to see better leadership from your top guys. And then two, you need another secondary layer of leadership that can 
can drive through a message and be, be that guy that can kind of be the stopper, the stopper to do something the wrong way and the guy that's going to start something the right way. I promise we will talk sharks with you, but this is this is, <laughs> this is out- awesome. This, this is, is outstanding awesome. insight from you, Brett, and a former player. Last one for you, then, just about the Jets, and this is the debate that's going on in Winnipeg and the province in Canada. If they get in, which we think they will, the, the due to the good work they did in the first three months, is there a chance this team gets swept, or is there a chance this team actually pulls it all together and goes on a run, or is there a chance for both? I'm kind of in the boat of both could happen. It depends on how they get this last three weeks together. I agree. I think this team, you know, Shifley at 36, and, and believe me, folks, I, I believe that you can get stronger when you get middle 30s. And a lot of people say, oh, you're in the back nine, which you are. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. You're 36, <laughs> you're on your back nine. But um, I felt I was the strongest I had ever been as a pro athlete at the age of 36. You know, that 35, 36, 37, I was for me, in my terms, a beast for me. I, I just, I was as strong as I'll ever be. So don't count somebody out. So I think Blake Wheeler still has maybe a good run in him. Now, does he have two or three runs in him? Probably not. I think Blake Wheeler has to really decide. And that's just one clear word, decide. If you want to be able to make this a run and take a good hard run at this thing this year, then he's got to really pull up his socks and go for it. Because I think he's in the prime right now of going for it. And it's not going to get any better. Shifley, 30 years old, you know, I, you know, you've done a lot of talking. You, you're a guy that can score a lot of goals, but he's got to decide. He's got to decide if he wants to make a run. And, and I, I Pierre Luke Dubois, you've got the, the two centermen. Adam Lowry has developed nicely. You know, you got Stenlin, the other fourth liner. Uh, but I like where you guys are built down the middle. Adding Niederreiter, I think, can add you, give you some in Ehlers and Wheeler. Uh, Appleton's kind of developed a little bit. Nemestikov, you guys pick him up from, from us through Tampa Bay. I like your top nine. I really do. I think you guys could make a run. And if Connor Hellebuck can content, you know, find his Vesna Trophy style, you guys could be dangerous. And, and I really I do believe that. Uh, the awesome stuff. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, I mean, the middle of a slide here of the last 15 games, the only team that they have beat is the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I mean, you look at the overall standings in the NHL, guess where the Sharks are? Well, they're dead last. They're, they're the 32nd team in the NHL today. Um, they're, they've got less points per uh, percentage wins for below Columbus. Columbus has got a, a game in hand uh, on the Sharks. But overall, you know, I think the Sharks are in rough shape. I mean, they, they've got, um, uh, you know, a lot of minor league players in here. They've got new players coming in. I think the the one player that I'm looking forward to potentially seeing tonight is Henry Thrun. I'm not sure if they're going to put him in the lineup or not. He's the Harvard uh, defenseman that they brought in. Um, they just signed him a couple days ago. And, I, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about him. He had a pretty good heart career in college. And, uh, you know, he's a skating defenseman, can put some points on the board. Um, so I, I really think that if that's one of the exciting things for me tonight, if he's in there, Eric Carlson continues to have a Norris trophy winning season. He's got a career high in every category goals, assists, and points. That means he's done more than he did the two times he's won a Norris trophy. Right. And that's the season he mm-hmm. has had. And, and so, I mean, him and Morrissey the other night when we were in, in Winnipeg, watching those two guys head to head, I really enjoyed it. But for me, Carlson is, you know, the professor and, and Morrissey's really the, the, the apprentice. I mean, he's learning to do the things Carlson can do.
Yeah, Carlson's really, I think, pulled away with that uh, Norris Trophy debate. Outstanding. I, yeah, I think he's t- he's taken that one over. Um, uh, uh, Brett, uh, you also uh, you have a website uh, that that's doing some. It, it's pretty interesting. Uh, why don't you uh, why don't you, you you tease us with what you got going on? Oh, thanks, guys, for bringing that up. Yeah, Hedy Gear H E D I Gear dot com. It's you know I I started a I built these backpacks for guys I go fishing with every year, and I put their name. I put their college logo and I, I got a, a bunch of patches for each guy that was significant to them. And over the course of these last seven years, every year we go fishing once a year, I, I collect patches during the year and I would game, give them out at dinner for the guy that caught the biggest fish or, you know, did something funny or whatever. And over the course of these years, these, these backpacks have kind of told a story, right? And that's what sparked this business. So if you go to my website, you're going to see these pat, these backpacks that have Velcro, that can receive the patches that have the Velcro, you know, male and female. And uh, you can take the patches off, put them back on. You can change them out. You can, you know, put more on. But it's really about these moments that have made us who we are um, that should go on your backpack and and tell your story. So that's kind of the the nuts and bolts of it. But thanks again, guys, for for bringing it up. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's a great website. Check it out, H-E-D-I-G-E-A-R. Dot com Hedy Gear uh, Brett Hedekin uh, joining us right now TV color analyst for the San Jose Sharks one of the all time one of our all time guests Jim I, I, I think Cup for champ. sure fantastic thanks a lot Brett you take care oh yeah thanks thanks for having me on guys appreciate we appreciate it. it Brett great stuff enjoy the game tonight have a good call that was outstanding stuff yeah. and what we got into yesterday right like it's on them <sighs> they got it's got one word Jim decide. That's a great way to put it. That's a great decide. way. Decide. Like we've been saying, can he, will they, will they kind of just make a decision? Make a decision. We're going to hear from Rick. Step up or. I'm going to use that all the time. And I, you know what? I like that too. Every day now, you're going to like, do you want to have this guest on? Decide. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, lots to get to still to come. Uh, what What's the changes in the lineup? We'll look, take a look at that. Also, um, Kelly Moore in a conversation with Kathy Kennedy uh, in for Hal Anderson on uh, uh, connecting Winnipeg. Uh, got my mind rolling onto something, and, and I want to talk about that as things get going here. So don't go anywhere. Jets at noon. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Good afternoon. Your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Thanks to the voice track guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you today? How's your Tuesday? It's terrific Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, tequila Tuesday. Some people go bad on Tuesdays. I'm always going good on Tuesdays. Tuesday movie night, you could watch an early movie and still catch the Jets game on 680 CJOB because it starts at 930. 730 pregame Unless you're going to see John Wick 4. It's 19 hours. Yeah. I don't You know what? Everybody has heard how His hands would be so sore after (laughs) punching people for three hours. I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Love awesome. John Wick. But nine, two hours and 40 minutes. Like, Stop it. It's a, it's a John Wick movie, guys. It's not, yeah. you're not Marvel. making 2001 a Space Odyssey. It's not the Fellowship of the Ring. You know, let's dial it back Oh, a bit. my. Now I want to John Wick you. <laughs> you compare John Wick to the Fellowship of the no, Ring? No, I'm saying in the scale of an epic movie. With the movie. goblin running around? Or well, the goblin? I'm, well, or? I'm going to tell you this. My favorite movie of all time is The Fellowship of the Ring, and it is a oh, way better your movie. Your favorite movie of all time? Yeah, The Fellowship of the Ring, without a doubt, 100%. You can't compare John Wick to The Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship of the Ring is better in every single way possible. 
It has better action. Like oh, I'm not God. comparing John Wick to the Fellowship of the Ring. I'm saying I'll compare it to Goodfellas or Shawshank Redemption or any other yeah. outstanding. You're not film. making an epic. You're not making an epic. You're making John Wick. That's what I'm saying, Sarah. Sometimes I, I, <laughs> can, I don't, I don't know. know. Do you have any comments? I can't contribute. What's your, what's your favorite not, film of all time, Sarah? I'm not a movie per. I'm sorry, and I'm not a movie person. They're too long. I like TV. Okay. I like what's, your fa- what's your favorite television show? <laughs> I have oh my never God. heard that before. <laughs> Movies are too to. long. I prefer television. That's why she does, you know, three are you minute. My grandma? That's why she does three minute, minute and a half, News you know, cast. newscasts because yeah. of full length. We have short attention spans now. Uh, what's well, your favorite TV show? And is it, and don't tell me it's Friends. Well, I mean, that's up there, but it's not my favorite. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Just recently, I finished You. Have you seen you on no. Netflix? No? Okay, no, it's great. I prefer um, movies. Because <laughs> TV's too short. Well, I know that they solve murder cases in 48 minutes on television. Oh my gosh, not that type of television. You know what? <laughs> Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes here, of course, he was on it. and he Was we were, was he talking about um, uh, uh, with uh, Tom Selleck? Hawaii, Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you, you reckon, don't even know what that is, you know well, well, first, well, today. Okay, first of all, this is way before my time. Second of all, Braun was saying that if you if you recognize the actor, in it was always the first guy they visit, and if you recognize the actor, that was going to be the bad guy 100% every time. This has been he, your one-minute power play cracked. with Sarah McCarthy. <laughs> he cracked. We're in a parallel he, universe of bizarro world, he, uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship cracked. of the Flying Hornet Bees oh, Nest is the greatest movie of all time. It is the greatest movie of all time. Absolutely, 100% it is. There's no doubt about it. And it will. I have some movie. It is. To, I have some movie homework to do. You don't even start kidding. with me, Sarah. You haven't watched a movie? <laughs> We're I've talking about Heat. Movies. Have you seen Heat? Have you seen the movie Heat? That's better than Fellowship no. of the no, it's not. Running Hobbits or no, whatever it's, it's called. It's not even close. If you say a movie, I probably haven't seen it. It's honestly. good. I love Heat, though. Have you seen Steel Magnolias? No. You have to be a robot I need not a to list. cry at that I movie. I need like a top ten, Have you seen The Iron list. Giant? Have you seen Lion King? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. Traumatizing. That's at least, that's at least one. <laughs> okay, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> your one minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Getting no, demor- no slay getting, today. They're getting demoralizing. Yeah. Tim, uh, producer Tamana here is saying that, you know, if Sarah does slay, we have to say Sarah slay McCarthy. Close to slang, but it was the whole movie thing that really, yeah, really cut it down. I don't know where to go right now, but let's get back. Mike says, this. remember JT Cam wears a fanny pack to family functions. He's special to all of us. Let him have his movie favorites. You can, that, so, you, that can be your favorite. I just want to introduce you to some some other things you may have heard of. <laughs> oh, God. I, I love The Lord of the Rings. My God. Jeff Braun did tell me yesterday, too, that John Wick, he went and saw it. And he goes, it is three hours. And it's actually not bad because he goes, usually only The English Patient or something can be three hours. Yeah. I'm like, could you imagine if John Wick was in The English Patient? Then you got to move. Now that's a film. Now you got to move. Uh, 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Uh, optional morning skate today. It's not It's not for another hour, um, just based on, because again, the, the pregame show here on 680 CGOB doesn't start until 7.30. Uh, puck drop at 9.30, the Winnipeg Jets um, against the San Jose Sharks. West Side Story, Jim, that's another movie. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Nobody breaks in a song in real life. Uh, 204 
Like you think Shifley? Well, it's, it's fantasy, Jim. I mean, scores a goal tonight, and then he skates by, and he's like, "I'm on a roll to the Bumbo. <laughs> Uh Connor Dubois and Nita Ryder uh not changing that line. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> Hold it together, Jim. I'll that- be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> Connor Dubois and Nita Ryder uh not making any moves there. Uh this is the this was the move is uh Vladislav Nemesnikov and Nick Ehlers uh swapping spots. Nemesnikov with Shifley and Wheeler, Ehlers, Lowry, and Appleton on on a third line there, and Baron, Stenlin, and Menelainen. Uh Defense staying the same. Morrissey, DeMello, uh, Dylan Pionk, Sandberg, and Schmidt Hellebuck is going to be in the net. Now, in, in the reasoning behind uh, that switch between uh, Nick Ehlers and Vladislav Nemestikov, uh, Bone spoke about it after practice yesterday. No, I want him skating with the puck. I don't want him changing whatsoever. I, after him every day, get the puck and skate, get the puck and skate. He didn't skate with it last game. He didn't. And we need him to get the puck and skate with it. So Adam and, and Apple, we'll see how it goes, but they'll give him some size that should clear out some space for him to give him a little more room with the puck. But I, I, from day one, we want Nick getting the puck and skating with it. That's when he's at his best. He, he just got it a couple times the other night. He wasn't moving, and he gave the puck away. So we got to try something else. Uh, the swap, you know, trying to get some using Lowry, Appleton, make some space for him and Nemesnikov to bring some, somebody that's going to hold on to the puck and, and bring some work ethic onto that line with, with, with Shifley and Wheeler. You like that move? I do. I do like this. I, I, but I, I think that this, this move is not about Nemesnikov. I, this move for everybody involved, um, is, it's about Mark Shifley and Nick Ehlers. Those are the two guys that, that are, that Rick bonus is trying to engage right now in hockey. That's yeah. what this is about. It's about, it's about getting some work ethic on that line with Mark Shifley. And, and, and it's about helping Ehlers get a little bit more space out there to help him out with, with Lowry and Appleton. I mean, in a, in a, in a world like for the playoffs, Jim, you, you can't, uh, you don't want Nick Ehlers on that line with Lowry and Appleton. You want him up there with the top six. Um, but he's not really giving them that option right now because because he's not holding out of the puck. And and the goal, you might look at those two goals off the faceoff in L.A., but I think uh, Rick Bonus was more upset with that goal in the empty net than any other goal. Well, that's when he threw his hands up. It's yeah, because we don't have a goalie. Yeah. You have possession of the puck. You dump it in, and, and Shifley and Connor, as you pointed out to me earlier today, don't forecheck. Don't yeah. go get the puck. Yeah. So... It just, again, I can't imagine how frustrating this is, but the reason we said the same thing Brett Hedigan did without the yeah. great thing of make a decision, but that's really what these guys have yeah. to do. And, and, and that's why I think we can roll it around and, and go back and forth. And there's another ex player, by the way, who loved playing for Paul Maurice. And that's my point. Mm-hmm. It, I was never a defending of Paul Maurice as much as I was, this is on the players. Because I was at practices when Paul Maurice was here and I was watching and I was seeing what he was teaching and preaching. And it's no different than what Dave Lowry did. And it's no different than what Rick Bonus has been doing. Rick Bonus showed you guys a way in a new system to be successful. Why are you not doing it? Why have you ceased to do it? Mm -hmm. What has crept into your game? What habits, whatever. And we go back and forth on this for two months this is on the players. Well, Brett Hedekin, he circled it around leadership. 
That's what he said. Leadership, and he talked about secondary leadership. We got some texts at 780-6868 asking who that is. It's Brendan Dillon. Yeah. It's guys like that. It's That's your secondary leadership. They don't have an A, but those are the guys that have been around, seen some things, gone to a Stanley Cup final, and they understand what is needed. He wore, and if you, he wore the A when, when Morrissey was out those few games, too. And if you ever need to... Just understand that. Listen to any one-on-one he does with Paul Edmonds in a pre or, or on the post-game show with the media or anything else. He never skirts the issue. He's very well-spoken because, like, when Pierre-Luc Dubois says things, he's saying the same things as Brendan Dillon, but he's upset when he says it. And Brendan Dillon is, you know, level-headed and, and talking about it. That's your secondary leadership. The problem to what Hedigan was telling us, what I believe, is your primary leadership isn't showing up. Yeah. And it, it's a mystery. Um you know, I heard Kelly Moore, as you said, on with Kathy Kennedy today, filling yeah. in for Hal Anderson on Connecting Winnipeg. And I agree with Kelly's point is he's like, I you can trace it back to the um you can the trace it back to the second period getting benched. Yeah, in Carolina. But man, if that's if that's what's going on because you got benched, that's a character thing. Yeah. And and people make fun of how many times over the years the Jets have tried to get good guys in the room. And and a lot of people have tried to tell me it doesn't matter. It matters. Brendan Dillon is a good guy in the room. Brendan Dillon's a guy who's not going to take over leadership, but he's also a guy that will lead when he needs to. And, and, and so they need him in there and we can go all about this. Like I heard a lot yesterday too, again, of course, bump Wheeler down. The difference between Ehlers and Wheeler is, is Wheeler can score points. Has he been lately? No. Does he need to be better? Yes, he does. But when you need to score, as Rick bonus said, I'll rely on the two guys that can score more than Nick Ehlers can score. And don't give me uh, points per 60. It doesn't add, he's really good in the time he plays at that. Mm -hmm. But they all need to score more. Blake Wheeler included. He hasn't scored a goal in 20 games. That's not good enough from a second line guy. Mm -hmm. But to move these guys up and down and all around, it's a design to try and get them all going. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think this is... I mean, if somebody is looking at this and saying, oh, why is Nick Ehlers dropped down to the third line? I think you're missing the point of what's being tried to accomplish here. I, and what's lost in it is Nemestikov works his tail off every shift, game after game. Put him on the line with the two guys that need to work better. Yeah. I, it's it's no better thing to me. Now, Nick Ehlers is going to go and and go down with guys who possess the puck. That's what Lowry's been doing. Yeah. That's why he's on that line. That's exactly what Rick Bonus said. When did they score in Nashville? Nick Ehler scored, yeah. and then Lowry went to the net on it. Like, so I don't look at it as a demotion so much as I look at him trying to get everybody going. Ehler's included. Uh, those guys will create more space for him. They'll go to the net for him if he puts the puck on net. And then Nemestikov is going to work his tail off. And if you're Blake Wheeler, who I think works his tail off most nights, but he's been struggling, um, and Mark Shifley, I don't know how you play with Nemestikov and not get dragged into the fight. Yeah, that's the attempt here. Because that guy has goes every shift hard and works and is smart with the puck. Mm-hmm. So, again, and, and for everybody who just dropped Wheeler down to the third, who's going to score then? I, I just... Like, is Mason Appleton going up again? Well, I've, you have to look at it at like this, Jim. Is it a good option to try to get Ehlers and Shifley going by having them on that third line? Like, like, do you think that if you're right now trying to get Ehlers and Shifley going, which is the entire purpose of swapping Ehlers and Nemestikov on lines, do you think that it's going to get both of those players going if you keep— 
based on exactly what Rick Bonus says, he's got big bodies on the on the ice that are going to possess the puck, and they want they want Ehlers to skate. I, Is it going to help him and get both those guys going? If you said, "Oh, we're going to drop Wheeler down to the third line," I don't. I, I don't. I think it's missing. I, I think if it, I this think isn't missing the, the time point. to find other people to score. This isn't the time to find other players to move up the lineup and score. It's the time to get your scorers to score. That's right. So unless Mason Appleton can pour in, or Mason Appleton, if Morgan Barron can score, he should have 20 goals then on a third line. He should be outplaying other third liners and scoring at an excessive rate. It's not a time to find other players who can score. It's a time to get your scorers scoring. Yeah, And that's what I think these moves are made to do. Absolutely. Will it work? I don't know. Well, we're going to wait and see. We're going to find out when the 9.30 puck drop to late one in San Jose, 7.30 uh, pregame show right here on 680 CGOB. Let's take a break. We'll come back at some of your guys' text messages, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, Nemestikov and Ehlers swapping spots. Nemestikov will play with Shifley and Wheeler. Ehlers with Lowry and Appleton, and Hellebuck will be in the net. If you missed a fantastic conversation we had uh, with Brett Hedekin earlier today uh, on the TV color analyst with the San Jose Sharks, he's going to be on the podcast. You can find us. Just search us up, Jets at Noon, at, like you're writing an email, not AT, but like you're writing an email, Jets at Noon. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple uh, Music and wherever you find your podcast. We'll be right back. You afraid of John Wick? Because you should be. I'm afraid. Baba Yaga. Oh, I'm afraid. Nobody ever was afraid of a hobbit. Never. Well, you're not supposed to be afraid of the hobbit, but I'm telling you, you got a Nazgul coming at you. A what? 150, 150 miles an hour on the back of a dragon. You're going to be crapping your pants way more than John Wick walking down Pelennor Fields. Come well, on, man. Let me Google it. You got 7,000 Rohirrim coming down into Pelennor Fields. You don't even got the spikes. You got these tiny little spears. You're not expecting that. You think those orcs were I'd scared? I'd like you to see in a dark alley, and John Wick's at one end, and this waggle is at the other. Then I'd like to see who you choose. You're in a you're in a you're in a forest. You have to find the Buckleberry Ferry in the middle of the night, and you have five screaming Nazgul on your tail, and you're just a little hobbit. You're going to tell me you're forest, not afraid. I'm taking John Wick with me, and we come out the other end of that forest. <laughs> we'll I'm telling right you right back. now. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB. I don't hate this. It's not summer yet, so I can I can deal with this. Like I don't like minus ten is a joke. Like I, yeah, of course I'd rather be plus ten, but this this doesn't this isn't like stressing me out. What's the temperature right now in um, Never Neverland? Oh, it's always sunny. <laughs> plus twenty one, man. No clouds in the sky. <laughs> always sunny. Plus twenty one. That's right. Uh, this this text from Ted boys. Great line changes. It's not about demotions. It's about matchups. Ehlers needs protection. Shifley needs to give 100%. These line changes address both issues. That from Ted. Ted, why 100% agree with you? I just got a text from a buddy who said Ehlers got promoted to the second line because that line's been so good and playing yeah. so many minutes because they have been so yeah. good. Don't worry about stat sheets and like what who the top line, second line, third line is and stuff like that. It's it's at the, at this point it's about getting these guys going. There's eight games left. It's game seventy five. After tonight, there's going to be seven games left on the schedule. Yeah, and to the it's, listeners, it's like crunch I, time. We get we get. We were just talking in the break. I get your frustration about benching players, but that time has passed. And they just, in fact, when they did it, I thought, oh man, that's late in the season to be doing it. it as a coach right now, his sole goal is to do whatever he can to get these guys going. Yeah. 
And the idea of putting them in the press box and calling Jansen Harkins up or moving Barron up to the top six is not going to win you a hockey game. Yeah. Even in San Jose. It might in San Jose, but yeah. well, we'll but see. The, the point is, is you, you're running out of runway here to make the playoffs, which you're already in right now, and to get these guys going so that you can score some goals. And the idea of benching the both power plays and putting the bottom six in there, that's not going to get them going. I would love to wake up tomorrow morning to a 5-1 win. But I, I get the frustration. I think a 5-1 win is what I would like to wake up to. I told you earlier, and I'll tell our listeners, I think Shifley is a game tonight. We'll see. And the sole reason I think he has himself a game tonight is because if he doesn't... We'll see. I don't know. Like We're going to be here so tomorrow to talk I, I about think it. They, I think they win. I think they... I'll be shocked if they don't win this game. But I think Shifley has a game tonight. Jim Till to take you all the way to 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forge, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.